This is episode 167 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we're going to talk about something I did in 2017 that I've never done before. That is run a beta launch for a brand new program. I'm going to tell you all about what I did, what I learned, and what's next. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done for you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. So... Okay, I wasn't sure I would share this story with you now because I thought, you know, maybe a little bit more time should pass before I should talk about this project that I worked on last year. But honestly, when I was reviewing what happened inside a beta course that I ran during the summer of 2017, not only how I felt about it, but what my participants gained I realized now was the great time to share with you because honestly, I probably would forget once it's fresh in my mind. I mean, I would have my review as a way to remind me what happened. But honestly, I think now is a really great time to share this with you. And I'll tell you why. So there's two main reasons. Um, The first being that doing a beta program for something new it was an amazing experience. I'm really jazzed about it. I'm really excited about how much I learned. And I'm going to share some of those highlights with you today. Also, number two, the next reason was, is earlier this week, I actually opened or I teased the opening of applications for our very next round round of what I'm now calling the message lab. You might have seen me talk about it on Instagram or inside Fearless Launching the groups, or maybe you just have listened to me because I think I've talked about it for a few weeks now. But I figured, you know, now is a good time because even though you're not learning how to do a beta or create your own beta or launch your own beta course or program inside the message lab. I think there's a lot to learn about what I thought it was going to be and what it ended up being. So as you're listening today, I'm hoping, here's what I'm hoping. Okay, I'm hoping you're going to get inspired to put your own ideas into motion and realize you don't have to get fancy at all when you're doing a beta. In fact, it's kind of fun not to. It frees you up to do so many different things and try different things. And I've been seeing lots of proof of this around the interwebs lately, and it's not just me. So if you need that extra proof on doing it without being super fancy, let me know. I will point you in those direction of those examples. 
Number two, I'm hoping that you're going to get some new ideas on how you can launch your own beta or you can launch your own program or perhaps even relaunch something you've already launched. Number three, I'm also hoping you're going to learn from my mistakes and some of the missteps during the entire process because let me tell you, there were plenty that I wasn't, some I expected and some I didn't expect at all to be mistakes or missteps. Uh, And then number four, I'm hoping that you're going to learn from what went really well, what was unexpected, those, those amazing, surprising wins and, and, and how that's led me to the plan for 2018 for this brand new message lab community. But most importantly, I'm really hoping that you're going to be curious and excited to apply for the next round of the beta. And it's not even a beta anymore, really, officially. But I want you to fill out my final group of founding members. Those of you who listen each and every week, I so appreciate you. And the And those of you who email me pretty much every week, I love that too. And as of this recording, we only have 20 spots available. We started with 25, but I kind of, I'm pretty sure that the first five were already taken. Um, We're going to confirm those very soon. And I don't know when you're listening to this. So there might not even be 20 available once you're listening to this. Once these final spots are filled, the price is going to increase And the doors won't open again for another three to six months because we got some heavy duty work to do inside. And well, there's always the magic that that you can experience in the first round of a program, being an early adopter, being someone who was there when it all began. I mean, I remember being on the on the kind of front lines of B-School, Marie Forleo's program, which is coming right up in a couple months, I think. And I just know that there was so much magic in that first round of students, in the first time that the the launch kind of unfolded. And you want, I, I want you to be part of that. I feel like those of you who really get me and get how nerdy, excited I can get, this is when it's going to be at its nerdiest. <laughs> so, so enjoy. Okay, please enjoy today. So, okay. First, before we jump into kind of like the tell-all, let's start off with what a beta is and why you might want to launch one. So what is a beta program? Why why is it possible that this is a great first launch for you? Because I know you might be thinking, well, I haven't launched anything yet. How do I even do a beta? So a beta really is just a test run of a program, a software, a thing you've created. And in most cases, you release or launch a beta because you need more feedback. You want some sort of confirmation that what you've created is working. You want real people testing it. So in a way, a beta is just a test. And all sorts of companies like game companies, software companies, even even TV and film companies that are releasing new TV shows and some movie companies release early cuts of films to kind of test endings. Betas are not new. You can really do them in any industry and for anything, any type of product or creative work. 
Now, I, I just love it because betas really are a chance to get that human feedback without saying, hey, give me feedback. Hey, could you look at this? Give me feedback. So really, it allows you to enroll people in a similar way you would or sell um, spots in a program, allow people to touch, feel, interact with your stuff in a similar way to as if you were really launching. So you get to deliver the content, the material, the product, just like you would during a public launch. And I think that's a key important piece to abate it. You don't want to just invite people to just, hey, I need help. Who's a volunteer? And let people raise their hands. There is a method to this. And actually, I think that was a really important part of the process I took um, thanks to my mentors that made, and I'll actually, I didn't even put this in my show notes here, but I did do a beta two years ago. And I'm going to tell you why. I mean, now it's clear why that one didn't work for me. So you can do the, the beta by doing personal invites to people you know are the ideal customer or the ideal audience for what you're creating. You can do applications. You can ask people to do videos. You can, however you want it, really. But you do want to make sure that people aren't just raising their hand and they're just kind of out of nowhere. Um, the outcome you really want, if you're creating especially an online course or a program or a product, is simple. You want feedback. And you want to make sure that what you've created gets people results. So you want suggestions to make it better, but you want to see that what you've created actually can help people. So you want to give that best experience possible to your testers. And you also want great results from them and feedback to help you improve the program. Uh, that's why I, I really don't call beta testers beta testers. I call anybody who has joined in the first round of the beta, they are my really kind of OG founding members. And that's why I decided, you know, I'm going to keep that name for one more round because these people are really going to help tweak and tone and kind of noodle the little things that still might not be working or could work so much better. So Here's the one thing you should know. You could view almost every first time out launch as a test. I could have looked at the very first fearless launching as a beta. I kind of did a lot of the same things. The only thing I did differently was how I enrolled people, how I, how I invited people to be part of the experience. But it is important to note that everything in your business is a test. And I think you have to be willing to do that. But a beta, when you call it like a beta test, it almost feels, I don't know, it feels cooler to me. But then I'm a nerd. So <laughs> maybe you don't want to listen to me um, on that point. But I, I just feel like if you're at all intrigued by the startup world, uh, entrepreneurial world at all, there's something about being an early adopter, someone about being like, oh, yeah, I was, I can remember I was in the friends and family beta for Blizzard's World of Warcraft game. And now it's not so much a badge of honor as it used to be, because I haven't played it in years. But I mean, I played it from the second those servers were live, people. And I know some of you out there also played it because I've spoken to you before. We've traded our wow secrets. Anyways, let's get into how I 
did my beta. Um, So one thing I want to tell you about today's episode is that I'm going to try to keep this not brief, but not so long that it's like, okay, and we get it. This is what you did. This is what you didn't do. So I really am just doing top level stuff that I saw, and I'm sure I could go into depth on almost every point. I'm sh- and I know that there are additional points that were involved in the review and going through with my with my members when I did the the final uh, feedback form and when I got on the phone with them. And so there's a lot of details to weed through here, but this is really top level stuff. This is just kind of looking at it from the outside a little bit more than the other stuff that I did. But I do think all this stuff will lead us to further discussion. So if you have questions on anything that I talk about here, if you, if anything kind of comes up for you. I want you to feel free to leave a comment below. So if you're listening to this on the podcast app, go over to ansimoylove.com forward slash 167 and ask away. Ask in the comment section if you want me to share something. I'm totally happy to share specifics or just random questions about the program, whatever. Whatever comes up for you, I want you to feel completely free to ask. Okay, so we have, let's see, I'm going to look here. I just have seven steps, things that I did to run the beta, to get the beta off the ground. Again, I kept it really simple. So one, I opened the doors with a call for applications. I have my list pretty heavily segmented and broken apart. So this invitation didn't go to everyone. It just went to pieces of my list here and there. And I wish I could tell you just from the show notes, which lists they came from, but I don't have that in front of me. So if you do want that information, I can dig it up for you, but let me know. Number two, I required, and I asked my applicants to submit a video and a short application. And they did it, they all did it. And they could keep their videos public or private. And there was a very short application. It really was just, I wanted to feel like they were going to jump through a few hoops because I had to choose people and I wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to be too hard for me to choose. I wanted to be able to see them, to kind of sense who they were, what they needed. Were they really clear on what the beta was going to be about? Or were they thinking it was going to be fearless launching, which was a problem for some people? Because this wasn't fearless. This is not fearless launching. We do talk about the launch because it is communication and it's all through the launch, but we're not talking about it in terms of in terms of the launch, I guess we, I mean, we are kind of talking about the different phases, but it it wasn't, it's not the same program as fearless launching in that we don't go through what is your offer. We don't go through the systems you need. Like we don't talk about customer service and we don't talk about, um, partners in depth. We do talk about communication, And we don't talk about some of the overarching launch modules that are currently inside Fearless Launching. So I reviewed each and every application. I received about 100 of them and had to narrow it down to between 15 and 20 people. And I stopped when I got to 17 people. I just was feeling it. I go in my gut sometimes. And I chose 17 people. They all said yes. Yes. 
And then I turned around a few days later. I made a, I informed everyone that the 17 had been chosen. I then made a paid offer because the one thing you didn't know is that those 17 initial inner circle people were really required to jump through so many hoops and I didn't charge them. That's why I had them do this uh, two minute video, which was often longer than that, but that's okay. And I did ask them questions that would help me really figure out that they were going to be interactive and they weren't just going to be like, yes, I want to be in here and then disappear. So after I chose those people, I made a paid offer to everyone who applied, but who wasn't accepted into that inner circle. And it was a heavily discounted pricing, which still stands for them. So if you were in that first round of applicants and you want to participate in February, which is when we're doing it again, make sure you email us at support at com so we can get you hooked up. Um, and we can review those applications one more time. So Number four, so the cart was open for about a week. I gave people about one week to make their video, post it up on YouTube, private, unlisted, or public, their choice. And then once I had chosen everybody, I started the beta by giving, getting on the phone or on Skype with each member to find out what their goals were. I asked them a series of questions, which I can definitely share with you. Um, but I, my, my goal was really to get an understanding of their biggest challenges and know where they were starting from. I think that that's, and also it's for them to know where they were starting from. So then program starts, okay? Starts in July. It started in July. We went through the content of the program pretty much weekly, a couple times a week on Facebook Live for I think there was six weeks of content and I delivered most all of this content live with the idea that it would become my draft for the real members area down the road. So after that first eight weeks, six to eight weeks, I decided to keep the party going and I created these co-working sessions on Zoom where everyone could show up. I would tell people when they were happening. Uh, there were a few weeks where I was moving and there were some members who held those Zoom rooms for us, which was great. People showed up to those too and it made sure everyone was staying consistent. And that was basically how the beta was launched and delivered. That was it. I did I did do some other things, like I posted video the, the main video invitation. I posted it on Facebook. I think I boosted it so that I would get more people looking at the page and looking at uh, the invitation and potentially reaching out. There were a lot of people, I mean, video puts you on the spot. So if you're not comfortable on video, then, then you may have not applied. It was really important to me though. And some people were very creative with it, by the way. They didn't show their face. They did like some sort of uh, montage video with, um, it was kind of their face, but I feel like there were shadows and silhouettes. <laughs> so people definitely took that and ran with it, made it theirs. I love that. And after this, okay, so let's dive into the the lessons really, because after things were delivered, the after things got a little wonky, which is <laughs> honestly where some of my biggest lessons come in. I will share those with you in a little bit. Um, as we're going through this, if you want to 
go ahead and pop your name in to find out when applications are publicly open, which I only just open them to people who were already on the wait list, who are already interested. But you can go to bit.ly forward slash and dash dash message dash lab. So you want to do that, then you can find out that may actually by the time you click on that, it might redirect to the actual application page. So make sure you head over there as soon as possible if any of this sounds interesting to you. And actually, before I go any further, what I should tell you is what was the beta, okay? So the message lab, which is what it's called now, I'm getting used to saying it because it's just like the beta. Uh, the message lab really is the place where you figure out what your message is for whatever you're launching helps you figure out who your audience is and where they are. Then you can design and really plan out a real communication strategy. And that includes everything from that period of time where you're just building a list, building awareness for what you're doing through the open cart, through the time when you're open and you want to tell people about what you've got and you want them to sign up, all the way through the closing and then after you launch and how to keep yourself consistent even in between launches. So this is all about the communication because if there's something I know about communication during a launch, it's so easy to say, oh, I've got my open email, my close email and somewhere in the between, in the middle of it, it gets a little wonky and you might think you're gonna send out messages and then you start making deals with yourself. I've made these deals myself. Well, I don't really need to send that message out. Oh, well, I put that up there. And so your messages decrease in number, which is not good. You do need to make sure your message gets in front of people because of email deliverability is just abysmal most, most of the time. And so you have to have these other channels that you're reaching your audience. So we talk about all these pieces because hello, the social media, the emails, your webinar, all the emails that might go with that, all the content that you might have to create for a challenge and how to remind people to open it and did they actually see it? And what about using bots, things like ManyChat and Facebook and there are so many pieces to this content and communication puzzle. It's really all around your message. But I think I've cracked it, cracked this code. Number one, meaning you have to start, you have to start way sooner than you think. So you don't, so you don't make those deals with yourself. Like, eh, I don't really need this, do I? Eh, I've got that over there. I've got that covered. No, you actually go full on, you go full force, and you don't make those kind of concessions with yourself. You don't just say, oh, I don't want to bother them again. So if you've ever struggled just putting together that, the number of messages, no matter where they go out from, together for a launch, that's what this beta was all about. And it's a bit, it's a tall order to try to do all that. Like the communication module in Fearless Launching was a week long. This is all about just communication. And it's really a three-month-long thing. So anyways, I just wanted to get that out of the way so you knew what the beta was about. I realized I haven't told you. All right. So let me just share the lessons 
that I really just, they're, these are the ones that kind of came out first. And then I started going and going and going. I'm like, okay, and just chill. We don't need to go so deep. But I do want to share some of the things that I think will be relevant to you and maybe even what you're launching, even if it's not a beta. Okay. So number one, segmenting didn't really serve me. I feel like as much as I want to say I was trying to really focus on the people who I knew needed it based on what they clicked on, if I'm really being honest, I was just scared you know what less because I didn't want to fall flat on my face. I didn't want everybody to know. I kind of wanted it to be a secret. And I don't want to play small like that anymore. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Come on in. And if I were to do this fresh again, I would open up to everybody on on the list. And I think, honestly, a lot of people didn't even know it was happening. And they were like, what is this beta? I I always get emails after the fact. And you always get that even if you do send it out to people. But I don't think I did a good enough job sharing with everyone. Number two, I wouldn't have done it in the summer. I mean, I think the timing, everybody always asks me about launching and timing. And I think it just depends uh, what the product is and what the audience is. But my audience, they were dealing with their kids. They were on vacation. Um, now, there's always going to be illness or people who just fall off the grid or people who get busy doing other things. That always happens. There's just there's just no way around that. But you can plan if you know your 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 audience is mostly parents or people with kids or they go on vacation. Like you kind of, after a while, you kind of get get a hit on what are your busiest times during the year. And I should have known that. Even for me, guys, I was moving from Washington to Los Angeles. So that really wasn't me thinking through things. I was being stubborn and I said, oh, and maybe it was another part of me playing small. I don't know. You tell me. So number three, I could have and, and should have done more of a, of a pre-launch. I knew better. I mean, I honestly could have just created a simple piece of content to build the launch list up a month before, like a PDF or, or a cheat sheet that showed the phases of the launch that I was going to cover inside the beta just to qualify people a little bit better, get them a little bit excited, let them know what was happening. It could have just been a blog post that I boost, not boosted, but ran an engagement post ad to, an engagement ad to, but I didn't. Okay, so pretty much my biggest fail, my biggest lesson for the actual beta itself was that I forgot to wrap it up officially. Like, okay, we're done now. Thanks for a great beta. And I feel like crap for not doing that. Honestly, I'm getting a little bit like spicy in my language here. I hope you don't mind. But I really just forgot to, I just kind of like fade it out. Bye-bye. <laughs> and I just hate that. I'm, But I am honestly, if you know me, I'm the person that literally has the hardest time say goodbye on a phone. I'm like, okay, so, and I think I get it from my mom because she's always like, oh, and another thing. Oh, and another thing, like I never want it to end. So having like a final wrap up, like here's everything we accomplished because there were there were a lot of 
wins in this group. And I love each and every one of these people. I'm so excited. I get to meet a bunch of them next week at our retreat, uh, live retreat here in Los Angeles. So excited. But that wrap up is important. Just like that. Hey, you made it. You're here. Welcome. The wrap up is just as important. Number five, I kept trying to record the final content. So we finish and I started, you know, putting together the video list and, you know, you know, making my new fearless launching in my mind. And I just kept feeling like something was off and I kept getting delayed and I kept putting it off and I wasted a ton of time with that process until I figured it out, which oddly enough happened a lot later in the fall. I can keep delivering this product live for now. I think I was at an event and someone said that they ran their beta twice and always just put their Facebook lives and all their content, however they had it, whatever form it was in, just in Kajabi. And I thought, oh, yeah, I can do that too. Because I had just signed up for Kajabi. And so everything just started to click. I'm like, oh, right, I can do that. So just pay attention when you're recording a new thing or you're trying to like kind of fit this mold. Like that was one of the things. It's like the format. It wasn't kind of clicking for me for some reason. The format I was trying to turn it into was so different from what we had just experienced, which was amazing. So now speaking of Kajabi and a place to put your course material, Number six, one of the biggest lessons is that people really do need a place for everything to live so they can just go to it. Yeah, sure, we had a Facebook group. We did put links there. All the Facebook lives were there. But people like the organization of another place. And I I do think people are used to members areas so that they know where to go to get their training. Let's be honest, Facebook groups I mean it's not unless you have everything on one post and you just keep updating it so it's like in the order that you want it to be you're still going to have a hard time keeping people organized and like this is where that is I even had to kind of go through the group and keep trying to find the actual content so just just be aware of that people do like a place for everything to live Number seven, turn around a second round of the beta quickly if you can, or at least give yourself a month away and then go back and do it again. Now, due to life, I didn't get to do a fall session as I'd hoped. Looking back now, I should have just done it no matter what. I should have just planned for the second second round of the beta without pressuring myself to somehow update everything really quickly or not. So enough said, if you were in the beta and you were hoping for that fall session, I do love you. And I do apologize for not getting that out to you. That's why we're doing it February. So number eight, free or paid, which is better? This is really a big lesson. Now, this is where I want to refer to a beta that I did two years ago in 2016, I, I finally took some action on a (laughs) launch manager certification beta. And for that one, I just made the mistake of not enrolling people, not making them jump through hoops, not making them choose what that they wanted to be in it. I actually chose them. 
I saw, I, I routinely get a ton of people into fearless launching who are launch managers, project managers. And so I choose, chose them and I started this whole beta. And honestly, I just felt so drained, like from the get go. I mean, I love the content and I love all the people. They are people who've been in fearless launching for quite some time and I wanted to give them value, but I just, I just couldn't. Um, but even so I always felt like I was kind of making them do something they hadn't chosen to do. So, so a free is not necessarily worse, but free means that they have to, they, they need to be qualified. You need to, you need to ask them to do some stuff. There has to be an exchange of value. They have to give you value. And if it's not money, it's got to be an application, a video, really something juicy that's going to help you improve your product. So I do think, though, <laughs> if I'm really being honest, I do think people pay for something when they do that, they're more likely to see the value and want to do the work. But honestly, that's not always true. I've, you know, there's, there's obviously a ton of people who don't finish their courses, me included, like if you go take into somebody else's course. But I do think that it's easier to see the value if you've paid for it. Now, we had a few paid members that weren't able to participate as much as they'd hoped. Thankfully, we're doing it again. And as founders, they have lifetime access to the live content as well. But still, like, I don't think free or paid means someone's not going to get value, but it's easier to see that value if it's a paid beta. And I might have, if I were going to do it again, and actually this time around, the founding members, there is a steeply discounted enrollment cost, but it's not going to be anywhere near what the kind of final amount is, because I do think some sort of investment is important. Now, there, are, like I said before, there are tons of other lessons I could teach you about creating your beta, marketing it, finding testers, as well as how to turn it around into a program to sell, which is what I'm doing now. But at the most basic level, all you really need to pull a beta off is a place to interact with your testers and for them to interact with each other, a way to deliver your content to them in a few different formats, and a way to gather and organize their feedback before, during, and after. So you've got to make sure you're able to do that. I think at the very basic level, that will get you a good, solid beta. So let's dive in now. This is going to be a monster podcast. Okay. And I don't think it's going to take us too long to go through these. But these are some of the things that really worked like gangbusters. I think that they are the reason why now... I'm excited to go into a more public launch of this this year. So number one, video applications rocked and really allowed me to choose an amazing group of people who were invested in the process, kind of already superstars, and people who I knew would give me like feedback. And when I say amazing, I don't mean just, oh, great, this is awesome, but just real feedback and interact in the group. I chose people who I knew would be active in the group. Number two, delivering the content live worked like gangbusters. Okay, so this was a game changer for me. I felt like I was in a performance mode and I loved it so much. There was one, 
there was one day I was delivering content. It could have been one of the first weeks. I was really pumped, a little bit too much probably. And I literally felt like, what's his name? Oh my God, I cannot remember. Anyways, I felt like this comedian who was like, I just had a problem. Don't even ask me. I'm going to I'm going to put a picture in this post of who I felt like. I felt like that motivational speaker who lives down by the river in a van. And I can't even believe I'm not even Chris Farley. Oh my god. I was literally standing just like that in my living room. No one could see me, but I knew I was doing it. So delivering that content live was amazing. Um, number three, co-working sessions on Zoom. Who knew that Zoom would be my big superstar? Knowing, because knowing, and this is something that the members said over and over again, knowing that there's a space others are working together, even if I can't show up, that's what they would say. You know it's there. You know there's someone there possibly waiting that I can check in with, that I can ask questions to, that I can compare notes with or, or get some feedback on something. That was amazing. Number four, participants practice Facebook Lives and other live video type things inside and with the group. That was just awesome. And would immediately tell us how their live video, their different things that they were doing were going if we couldn't be there live. Number five, the content was very action-based, which is kind of a first for me, oddly enough, but it was very action-based, which meant that people got results quickly and could see what was working right away. I mean, they would bring questions back to the group. I felt really interactive. And I think it's because it was specific, it was specific assignments that they could do and they could see what was working and what wasn't working. That's where the power is. Number six, if you hadn't guessed, video was just a huge component of every piece of the program, getting people into the pro into the beta, and even after the fact, even getting video feedback from the students and that they posted on Instagram Live or they would send to me in Messenger. I mean, now I have this complete picture of the experience someone can get from this program from the moment that they come in, like where they were in their business to where they are now. And I can share that with you. That is amazing. People, that's what you want. So that's what you want, no matter what type of launch you're doing. Okay, so surprises. So these are some surprises. And I think I just mentioned, I'm looking here at this list. I mentioned a few of these. But this is really where it kind of like, I really gelled on what the Message Lab is all about and how it's going to stand out from other other programs and other educational experiences online. One, yes, people are using Zoom. We know that Zoom is all hot and hot and heavy in the world, but Zoom these Zoom co-working sessions were different than any that I've been on. We quickly said what we were up to. Sometimes we even muted ourselves. We would literally sit there like Brady Bunch and be all working. Okay, so it was amazing. And that, that was a really huge surprise for me. The teaching live was the next big surprise. Um, and which actually caused the teaching live surprise caused the format and content to really change. I allowed myself to not have all the answers. And because of that, 
I ended up with some amazing feedback that really helped me shape what we're what we're doing as we move into this first I don't know what's after beta public beta <laughs> I don't even know what to call this anymore help okay so the next one it's kind of personal but I figured it would be important to share with you that the there was a surprise that it, I realized how often I underestimate the value I can share with people. And I hope I don't get choked up as I'm saying this, because I, I actually just felt it as I was saying that. But I, I mean, I generally always believed and I know just because this is what I've done, I can teach people how to pull together their launches, their projects, their courses. And while I do that, you know, for a long time, I just didn't feel like I was allowed to do anything else. Oh, and and maybe it's because there's been a lot of labels that people call me. Oh, there's Anne, the launch queen. I'm like, no, I don't want to be that. I think that's lovely that you're calling me that. But really, my passion has always been, and I've all I've loved looking at the way people respond to communication. I think that interpersonal communication class in the one class I took in college probably is the one that I remember the most because and because I know that throughout my professional career, I've had to read people quickly to see what they wanted. And I have so many examples of doing that to get to an end result that I wanted. So I think that I was always interested in that. But it's, I think it's easy to underestimate your value and to think that you can only do one thing. You're only allowed to stay there. Um, and we don't really want to hear anything else from you. You know, so those are things that you can say to yourself. But I'm, <clears throat> I'm working on a new dialogue right now. <laughs> so with myself. So stay tuned on that. Now, the biggest surprise is that, so I told you about the format and some of the content changes and we're keeping the teaching live, but I think really beyond all of this, one of the biggest surprises is that the message lab was really meant to be, you know, I I, made, I started out this process thinking it was going to be, you know, your average four, six, 10 week course, online course with, you know, with all the, the video, the downloads, all that good stuff, what I know. But when I finished the message lab, when I finished talking to all the members, getting their feedback, I realized the reason why I was able to get so like, I think I got 100% feedback, even from the people who didn't actually participate in the end, like they actually ended up not participating, they still answered my feedback survey. And that is because the message lab was meant to be a more interactive experience, just like communication is. And launching is really just one long conversation. It's like one big communication. So that was huge for me because I really walked into this thinking, oh, I'm creating another 997 product. Uh, it's going to be, I'm going to get it up on Evergreen and blah, 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 and all this, all this stuff that who knows what else I told myself. But I realized that the live element was key. And uh, so that's how we're keeping it for now. So instead <laughs> of doing a full-fledged 
big deal, webinar, ads, videos, all the things launch. I'm actually, go like I said, I'm going through it one more time to really make sure that I've got this format the way that I want it. Because I do think there's probably a way to do something a little bit hybrid. So I'm not saying it's all live, but something that is the right time frame, the right materials. And really, I really want to see more of these amazing results that some of our members have have experienced um the the one that kind of got me the most was um Megan Hartman who was actually saying that I'm like I don't know what courses you par purchase but anyway she purchased over 200 courses in her time learning how to do business online and this was the first one that she could actually say oh because of this course I did this, this, and this, and I made these sales and that. Like, so she couldn't qualify or even share the results from the other programs. That to me was amazing. I'm like, two other courses? Of course, I'm in my mind, I'm saying, what courses did you take? But I'm going to get back to her on that and find out. Um, anyways, I will be sharing more about Megan very soon on the podcast because I, I just love her to death and I'm bringing her on as a guest. Um, so here's where I'm curious about what you're working on. Are you creating your first product or next product and thinking about doing a beta program? Maybe just thinking about doing a launch. Maybe you're thinking, oh, maybe it is a beta. Let me know. I want to hear about this. Pop it in the show notes, ansamolov.com forward slash 167. Let me know. And then also, if you're curious what's inside the Message Lab this time and how to become one of the final 20 founding members as of this recording, um, let me know. Let me know. And all you have to do is go over to those show notes page. You'll see a link there. But I think it's bit.ly forward slash and dash message dash lab. So in the message, message lab, we walk through five phases of your launch from the lead in phase all the way through the post launch phase, what you should say at each stage. But more than that, you're going to discover where you should say, share, publish based on what your message is and who your audience is. So if you really want to dig into what that message is, practice it, really get good at sharing it and making it something people really feel and why you are the person for your audience to work with, this is the program for you. The Message Lab helps you clarify that message, put it on the page, and then use that message to create all the communication and content you'll need no matter what type of online product launch you're doing. So one more time, if you're interested in applying, make sure you get on that list here because we're we're really letting in our last round, inviting in founding members. And I want to know too, if you do apply, I'm asking you to do a video, by the way. But if you do that video, let me know that you're that you're listening, that you're watching, that you're listening to the Fearless Launching Show. Because I want to know. If anything I've said today has resonated with you, has encouraged you to do your own launch, um, and I hope you've enjoyed this tell-all. I've really never shared this much in depth, and I can go further if you'd like that. So definitely leave me a comment below. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode, and I will talk to you very soon. In the meantime, have a great rest of your week, and... 
Happy New Year again. Great. Talk to you soon. Bye.